welcome to the Prophecy Club. I read this particular prophecy on the air about a year ago, and I want to go back and talk about it because many of the things this brother said are now coming to pass. January 2, 2019, Pastor Corey of NBCLife.Church, Fairfield, Illinois, prophesied this. He says, in 2019 will be a year marked by blood. The Lord says that the term blood has been removed from the vocabulary of the modern church, and many are offended at his words. Just as the Lord's followers abandoned him at the mention of blood, there will be some who cannot accept this word. The Lord says he has sent warnings in the skies and the seas and land of a coming turmoil. He is warned in every way, yet many deny the day that is upon us. They continue to prophesy prosperity when it is the prosperity that has blinded the eyes of the church. The world will be shocked at what will happen, listen to this, in the next 18 months. So he's talking about this, what happened in the next 18 months, and it came out January 2, 2019. And I'm shocked at how much of it is accurate today. Blood will pour out of the financial markets in the next 18 months, he says. News commentators will even use the term bloodletting, bleed, blood flowing on the street as they watch in amazement at the market's liquidation. Well, we've already seen a lot of that, but apparently it's going to get a lot worse and probably pretty soon. The Lord says he is striking down every false idol. The bull on Wall Street will be removed just as he crushed Israel's idols. He will melt America's. The streets of the cities across America will flow with the blood of its citizens. Well, we just saw some guy trying to pull down a statue in New Mexico, and somebody else shot him. So we're seeing blood in several different ways, and burning and looting. Oh, my goodness. The people are throwing off all restraint. And over the next months, those whose hope that is not anchored in Christ will turn to violence. Have we not seen that? In general, that's true of the people above 30 years old. But the people in America below 30, it's like they have forgotten the law of their God. And if they're under 20, they don't know what Christianity is. They don't know what the inside of a church, the inside of a Bible looks like, and don't care to. With a sense of desperation, people will spill one another's blood with the goal of creating peace. Well... That's kind of where we are, and it's about to get a lot worse. Police departments will be overwhelmed and will stand aside. This will be such a divisive time, some will liken it to a civil war. I think we're already there. Have we not seen the police departments, for example, in Seattle, allow these people to have a six-block area that is a no-cop zone? Okay, I mean, let me read that again. Police departments will be overwhelmed and will stand aside. Matter of fact, the thing in New Mexico that just took place, they said that when this rioting was going on, trying to pull down the statue, they called the police. Police didn't show up for 30 minutes. And some accounts said it was even longer than that. Let's go on, though. These protests will spread across the world like a virus. Well, who would have thought? I mean, sure enough, we've had protests over George Floyd in London and Italy and many other nations. These protests will spread across the world like a virus. Turmoil and desperation will cause some nations to declare military rule. Okay, we haven't got there yet, but in the fact that he has got so much other things correct, I think we can probably count on that too. 
that blood spilling in the streets will be opposed with more blood. Overwhelming force will be used. And that's kind of what Trump is threatening right now in Seattle. Scenes so shocking, live broadcasts will be stopped. The political world will witness a massive shaking. Long-held secrets will be revealed. Both right and left will be exposed. Politicians will be out for blood, not caring what the consequences for the nation are. The Lord says to look to him. He alone is truth. The true church will rise up, but those hoping to repair the damage through politicians will be silenced. I think that's so true. Let me read that again to kind of talk about that a little bit. The political world will witness a massive shaking. Long-held, I will say this, little dirty secrets, maybe even some big secrets, will be revealed. Both right and left will be exposed. Well, that has to do with the 176,000 sealed indictments with some rumored 27,000 arrests. And there was just a big shutdown of a lot of the, uh, the phone systems Monday. And inside sources are saying that a lot of those were shut down because some more of the deep state people were being arrested. So I think that's right on, too. And there's no way he could have known to say this. Politicians will be out for blood, not caring what the consequences are for the nation. The Lord says to look to him. He alone is truth. The true church will rise up, but those hoping to repair the damage through politicians will be silenced. I think that's exactly right. That's the question right now. Everybody's asking, are we going to return to normal? When will things get back to normal? I'm going to say, I don't think they will. I I talked to David Phillips uh, here, I don't know, nine months ago, and I said, I think we are in the good old days. I think we're going to look back nine months ago, a year ago, and we're going to say, those were the good old days. And those good old days, they're gone. And probably more difficulty is coming. Why? Because Jesus has to fill his kingdom. And those people, when everything is happy and they're prosperous, they don't need Jesus. And so he's got to send the difficulty to get them to turn to him. Sad, but that's the way it works. Diseases of the blood will be in the news. Ebola and, listen to this, a new disease the world has not seen will shake nations. Divided by the seas. <laughs> you talk, let me read that again. You talk about it. accurate. Listen to that. Diseases of the blood. That's COVID-19, coronavirus. Diseases of the blood will be in the news. Ebola and a new disease, COVID-19, a new disease the world has not seen will shake nations divided by the seas. <laughs> what would they say? 180 of the 198 nations? That's what I heard have all been hit by the COVID. Probably all of them have. Fear will cripple travel. Flights will be turned around midstream. All of that has happened. And people will jump from ships from panic. President Trump is in the valley of decision. While the Lord says President Trump has been a friend to the church, he has not surrendered his whole heart to God. The next few months will be a time of decision. Now, I have to say this. When the president of the United States walks out of a news conference, walks a block outside of the White House, carrying a Bible, walks to a church, St. Joseph Church, as he did Friday week ago, stands in front of the church and holds up the Bible, says nothing, just holds up the Bible. I don't think any other president, at least not in my lifetime, 
would have ever have even thought to do that, much less have enough courage and enough belief and faith to do that. That was huge. That was really, really big. So I would have to say, I think Trump has turned to the Lord Jesus even more. Let's go on. He says, the Lord says he is calling the president to a place of prayer, a place of surrender. If the president surrenders to God, the world will know it. It will be undeniable, but they will hate the president all the more. I think that that's happened. I mean, you look at the three-year interrogation and then the impeachment attempts, and now the COVID-19 was really an attack on the president. And then, of course, all of this uh, George Floyd stuff, I think it's all a setup. And uh, it will be nice to be able to see everything done in secret, shouted from the rooftop, so we can finally know all of the truth of all this. I think we'll be shocked that day, which, by the way, that day is the day of, of trumpets. That's the day of the Lord, the day that Jesus returns. In the evening tide they are, in the morning they are not. He returns as a thief in the night, and he returns with great clouds, which is eternity entering into time. We return him with him on white horses, those people that are ready that went into the marriage supper about four months later. And we get to watch him use the morning star to burn up all the tares. And then after the burning of the tares, which, by the way, as that morning star hits the tear, they fall to the ground and pile of ashes and bones. Whereas when it hits us, be we in the grave or be we alive or we, be we riding a white horse back with him as that morning star hits us, then it is fulfilled out of the belly will flow rivers of living water. That's when we get our glorified body in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump or the seventh trump. Okay, let's go on. Up. The church, the Lord's bride will have their covering renewed in the blood of Christ like a fresh baptism. The saints of God will perform mighty works through their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Verified miracles will happen. Some will turn to Christ. Others will become enraged. The spiritual battle will be in the open. The way to victory is through the blood of Christ. A new schism is also coming to the church. While undeniable miracles are occurring, the church will become divided, and a massive schism will have brother against brother. Shocking statements will come from America's largest religious institution, deepening the divide. Now, you know, when I read this a year and a half ago, I don't really see a whole lot in that. But I have to tell you, <laughs> I have to tell you something's happening. So I'm probably halfway through writing this book on the rapture. And I need to take a second to tell you about it because this book may be and probably is part of that schism. This is part of what Andre prophesied, and I believe he's now talking about this book on the rapture. I hear God saying, there's yes, many material and things that you've brought out and that you will bring out in the future. But I, there is one book. One specific book, one more. And in the spirit, I sense that God is saying, this book is, is, will be your last assignment when it comes to books, book writing. This book. And I see God is asking one, one thing more of you. Now, <laughs> if you think things that you've done or things that you've written have brought persecution, this book. <laughs> and I mean, you're not looking for it. It's not your intention to try to find it. But I hear this one book, and it's going to bring, because 
this book is not directed toward, towards the world or sinners. It's towards the church. It's speaking to the church. And it's confronting the church uh, on many areas where for years they know that they've been weak and they know that they've missed it. But it's confronting the church. It's strengthening the church. It's not for the world. The church have written, many people have written books towards the world. But I see that this last book, this last assignment is directed to the church, to the local church. We're speaking to them about standing up and being raised. Now, okay, well, I didn't know what that was when I first heard that, but now I know. So even though it's, I didn't plan to talk about this, let me take a second and tell you about what's in the book. First of all, the name of the book is going to be called How Pre-Trib One, just three words. And by the way, for this book, I'm not putting a dash like pre, pre-trib or pre-tribulation rapture. I've invented a word. It's called pre-trib, P-R-I-T-R-I-B, pre-trib, one word. And that's, I use it all through the book, pre-trib. And I tell them in the beginning of the book that this refers to pre-trib, mid-trib, and pre-wrath rapture. In other words, anything other than post-trib, which is the correct version, is all referred to as pre-trib. So the name of the book is called How Pre-Trib One. Then the subtitle is called The Lie That Beat the Truth and the People Would Have It So. The Lie That Beat the Truth and the People Would Have It So. So the first part of the book is me. It's a letter from me to the pastors saying, I understand that's the first chapter and how I understand about why the pastors put forth pre-trib. Second chapter is, will the congregation understand? In other words, some big farmer is banging on his door. His wife and, and children are at home crying and they have no food. And he wants to know why he told him there was going to be a preacher of rapture. The third chapter is going to be, but will God understand? Then I'm going to go in. I'm going to explain the secret door. Because in trying to go through, I've been working in the book now for several weeks, as I start going through all of the arguments for the pre-trib rapture, it's really easy to find. I just Google in pre-trib rapture, and here comes all of these uh, websites with all of their reasons about why I believe in pre-trib. Well, I've read through many of them <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, and before then I would just avoid it because it's just a headache. I mean, literally, it would give me a headache reading such garbage. But uh, I decided, okay, I, I got to really actually read them. Okay, so basically their pre-trib, based upon many of these sites I've read, their pre-trib doctrine is based upon about 13 scriptures. So rather than going in and explaining each of those 13 scriptures, what I'm going to do in this book is first I'm going to explain the secret door and how the end really lays out, which is... The whole point of the book called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, but I'm going to skinny it down into just one quick get-to-the-point chapter. Then I'm going to go through and explain how those 13 verses fit into from Passover to Tabernacles, those seven feasts. And when I explain each one of them, I know what's going to happen. The common person that's honestly wanting to know the truth is going to see it. All kinds of light bulbs are going to go on. They're going to see things. They're going to understand Bible prophecy like they've never understood it in their entire life. But then the first part of the book is the letter to the pastor. 
And I think the people are going to take this book and they're going to walk into their pastor's office. They're going to set an appointment, say, I want to talk to you. They walk in, they're going to put that book down and they're going to say, you want to tell me if this is true? Like, for example, one of them is in the first chapter, I'll say, I understand you were a young man, you loved the Lord, and you wanted to serve the Lord, so you did the right thing according to what everybody in your denomination told you to do, and that is go off to Bible college. So you went off to Bible college. There you met some wonderful men and women of God, great servants of the Lord, and they taught you this is how you become a pastor in our particular denomination. This is what we believe. And part of what you were taught was pre-trib. Because if you went to the bookstores, all you found were pre-trib books. And as you go to the Bible college, all you found was pre-trib. Everybody was pre-trib. You didn't know that there was another option. So then the denomination helped you to get a job at a church. You started as a youth pastor. Everybody was pre-trib. Then you graduated up to associate pastor. And finally, you got your own church, your pastor. But at some point along the way, someone came up and said, hey, do you realize this pre-trib is not exactly correct? But for years now, you've had to sign this doctrinal statement every year of that you believe in these points. If you're part of our denomination, you have to believe in these points. And one of those points is you believe in a pre-trib rapture. Although perhaps you've studied and perhaps you've seen it differently now on your own, you realize if you don't sign that paper, you don't have a job. You've got a mortgage. You've got three kids bills to pay. All of your friends are all pre-trib. All of your friends are all connected to the church. If you don't sign that document, not only do you lose all of your friends, but you lose your job. And as a denominational pastor, you can't go out and get a job as another preacher at another denomination. So it makes it very, very difficult. So essentially, you don't sign that paper, and you are out of the ministry. You're looking for another job, and you don't have any skills you can't pay your bills, and your wife and your children are going to be at your throat. So most pastors, and that's only one of the things, and I go through that with several things that are wrong in the church. And so I think what's going to happen, folks are going to take my book, walk in there, and plop it down on the pastor's desk and say, is this true? Is this true that you have to sign a doctrinal statement? Statement? that you have to believe in pre-trib, and if you don't, then you lose your job. Is this true? Is this true? Well, there's a whole bunch of those, is this true, that I'm going to be exposing this book. Because, again, the the name of the book is exactly what's in the book, How Pre-Trib Won. And I'm explaining how the pre-trib rapture beat the truth. And that's the reason the subtitle is How a Lie Beat the Truth and the People Would Have It So. In other words, the people want <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I mean, this word, these words coming out of my mouth is saying, really? Really, Stan? Really? Yeah, that's true. The people want to be taught a lie. The people would have it so. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear that there's not going to be a pre-trib rapture. They don't want to. And the reason is because they don't understand the truth. And the reason they don't understand the truth is because they don't have the secret door. So if you get the secret door book, I guess this would turn into kind of a promotion for the book. If you get the book, the secret door to understand Bible prophecy, it it does not have the word rapture in it. I specifically left that book or that, that word and that discussion out of the book. Because when you understand the events 
of the last days, when you understand how they really play out, all of a sudden, all of those 13 verses about the pre-trib, all of them fit within that correctly. I mean, like, for example, when is the marriage supper? Pre-tribbers can't tell you. When is, what is uh, the midnight cry? Go you out to meet him. What is that? When does that happen? Pre-tribbers can't tell you. But it's explained in my book, explained to where all of a sudden lights come on, you say, and, and this peace, this peace that passes all understanding comes to your heart, and you say, oh. See, a post-tribber doesn't mind being in the room with pre-tribbers it's because it's settling our heart. We don't mind talking about it. We don't mind. I was in a debate doing this stuff, three hours. We, the, the pre-trib rapture doesn't bother a person that understands the truth, the post-trib. But the post-trib, <laughs> we really bother the other ones because in their heart, see, the Holy Spirit's trying to lead them into all truth. And in their heart of hearts, if they would just listen to the Spirit, they know they don't have the truth. And it bothers them. It makes them angry because they know they haven't found the truth, but they don't know what the truth is. But if they just get that book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, it clearly and in details with all of the scriptures lays it out. Look, you know, we've with no help from any other ministry out there, none of the, the, the Christian ministries would take it. They won't even return an email. They don't have anything to do with me or Prophecy Club or any of this stuff. Nothing. They won't even let, with no help from any other ministry, we've sold 15,000 of those books. Now, out of 15,000 of Secret Door books going out, how many emails do you think I've got that says, man, you're cracked? You have a hole in your head. You got to watch when you walk in the wind, brother, because if you turn your head wrong, it's going to whistle. None. Instead, what I get are compliments. This is a blessing. This has helped me to understand the last days like I've never seen before. I don't have any of that. And it's not me. Stan's not great. But the God I talk about, he's great. And all I'm doing is, you know, again, I had the, I didn't plan on talking about this, but God gave me 30 revelations. I mean, all of a sudden, I just knew things that I knew I can't know. But I just knew it's just like, I mean, it's like, how did they know how to build the Ark of the Covenant? God just gave them the knowledge. <laughs> he didn't learn in a book here, say, the building of the Ark of the Covenant. There's no book on that. He just gave them the knowledge. How did they know how to build the temple? He just gave them the knowledge. And that's what he did to me. He just gave me the knowledge. It wasn't Stan, nothing special here. But my God is special. Why did he give it? Because you are about to be a tribulation saint. Because you are about to go into the tribulation. And whether you like it or not, believe it or not, <laughs> you are called to serve in this, <laughs> in this kingdom. You're, there's no sitting on the bench in the kingdom of God. He's calling you to serve. And I think he gave you this book, and these are the books, so that you will finally know the truth. Look, if you listen to Prophecy Club, you're wanting the truth. And so I believe that's why I gave it to Prophecy Club, because this ministry has a lot of people that really, really, really want the truth. Okay, i got to finish this prophecy here. I'm running out of time. In the middle of turmoil, there is a fresh wave of salvation coming. Some will have their eyes opened and have their past covered by the blood of Christ. Preachers will begin preaching repentance and forgiveness of sin that can only be found in Jesus' sacrifice. Those who cling to the religious spirit will be offended. Hmm, yeah, some spurred to a deeper relationship with Christ, others will mock. What is sown will be reaped. 
The blood that the U.S. has sown is coming back. The prayers of the saints, along with all the innocent blood that has been spilled, is going to be harvested at the same time. The United States will be not recognizable in 18 months. Pray, fast, and prepare your heart. Okay, well, here it is, 18 months later. How's he doing? I'd say he's hit it pretty much right on. A little of it still has to come to pass, but we're certainly walking in that direction. Why? I think you need to come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. It's not about learning. It's about an anointing, and unfortunately, I can't give you that on the radio. The most important thing you're going to get at the crusade is my hands and Leslie's hands laid on you. Not that there's anything special about us. But just like Paul says, I long to come to see to you to impart some spiritual gift to you. When you come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusades, you're going to get a real prophet of God, a senior prophet, been walking with the Lord 20 years plus as a prophet, that's Leslie, to lay hands on you, anoint you with oil, and pray that you receive a prophetic anointing so you can walk in sevenfold miracles when they arrive. I'm going to lay hands on you and pray that you receive the revelation spirit that I received when I memorized the book of Revelation. We did it at the last crusade, and everybody that laid hands on it said they got it. Many people said it was the first time they'd ever felt the anointing in their life. Why? Because God wants you to be able to supernaturally understand the prophecies, the Bible, to be able to preach and teach and give an answer to those people. Look, this is all about preparing for the last days. Look, what, what, what if, what if Terry Bennett's right? What if that tribulation, he didn't say this in exact words. I want to just disclaimer that, okay? But in so many words, he did say it. So what if the tribulation does start in 2022? What if Jesus does return in 2028? Are we ready? Can you see the plan? Can you see the plan of getting people to the sevenfold miracle crusades, getting them all prepared because all of a sudden the Spirit of God is about to hit with sevenfold miracles and he's going to send us, I'm talking about you and I, into sports stadiums? Look, if you don't want to be sitting in the stands as a spectator, but instead if you want to be at the entrances, if you want to be down on the sports field, if you want to be some of you holding hands and praying with people, if you want to be a part of the ministry team, it starts by coming to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. If you want to be a part of the big things God has planned ahead, then you you get to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. It's training. Now, this is not about miracles showing up at this one, though they may, and I expect them to. But it's about training for the sports stadiums. If you believe what I'm saying, then, here, let me pray for you. Lord, I ask you to speak to their heart, the ones you want to be there, and also you would give them the money, the days off, all the ways means everything that they need to get there if they will simply say, here am I, Lord, send me, in Jesus' name. Say it right now. Here am I, Lord, send me. Here am I, Lord, send me. If you said that, then he will now provide the ways. All right, now, what we've had to do is split the crusade into two crusades based upon social distancing. So the first one, July 29, August 2, we still have a few spots for that, but mostly we're looking for people to jump into the second one, which is August 2 to 6. So what we're going to do is August 2, about noon, the first crusade ends. That evening at 5 o'clock, the second crusade begins. In other words, we're going to do two crusades back to back. July 29 to August 2, spots still available. 
or August 2 to 6. Go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Don't stay at another hotel. Stay at the Hyatt. It helps us. It helps you for lots of reasons. I don't have time to explain. Also, get the meal package. Go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. All these prophecies, they're all about to come to pass. If you want to be a part of it, if you don't want to be a spectator, but you want to be a participator, if you want good and big and powerful things for you in eternity, many rewards and crowns and mantles, if you want that, then you will find a way to be at that Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. God showed me a single word, first fruits, is a secret door found in Revelation and Leviticus. When linked together, the end time events can be placed in chronological order. For the first time, we can know what feast Jesus returns on, the feast for the judgment seat of Christ on the great white throne, and the feast upon which the wheat is resurrected, and on the day the new Jerusalem comes down to earth. One prophetic word said, There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Don't get one for $20. Instead, get five for 30 or 10 for 55 The secret door to understand Bible prophecy at prophecyclub.com. 